I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to Discovery Call. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we're going to talk to Becca Wood. Now, it is not every day that I have someone on the podcast that I talk to outside of the podcast on a regular basis, and so I always feel a little extra excited when I get to bring somebody from my world and introduce them to you. And so that is Becca today. Becca is a website designer, but in this episode, we talk about how she does her websites and you get a real good feel about what it's like to work with her. But also we talk a little bit about strategy and we talk a little bit about marketing and what's the difference between those two things and networking. So we cover a lot in these 30 minutes. So without further ado, let's talk to Becca. Becca, welcome to the podcast. So can you just get us started? Who are you? What are you up to? And yeah, just what do you do? First of all, can I start by saying I'm so excited to be here? And I think I've listened to the majority of the episodes that you put out. So this is a surreal moment to be on the Discovery Call show. I'm like so, so excited. But yeah, my name is Becca Wood. I am a Squarespace website designer, and I love to build websites really quickly. That's kind of my thing. And I've been doing it about three years and it's been such a fun journey, you know, along the way I've learned a lot and I'm excited to share more about it. That is awesome. Yes. And I am just honored the fact that you listen to so many of the episodes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that is awesome. And we connected and I just love how you really mastered building these websites quickly. I mean, really what, what comes into that? Like how, how can you do that so quickly? I think some people are probably wondering that. Yeah. So first, I guess, let's talk about what how quickly it is. So when I started my business, I would build five-page websites in one day. Now, if you all who are listening are familiar with Squarespace, they've done a pretty massive overhaul to their editor. So I've transitioned to a one-week process just because it's kind of increased the amount of time that it takes. Um, but that's how quick I do it. What goes in to being able to build websites that efficiently is a lot of preparation process and making sure that expectations are clear between myself and my clients across the board. Right. So really when you prepare, you're probably collecting just a ton of information so that you just have that all you need to get going and they have a website. Yeah. So I, I give a couple of forms that make it super clear how to help clients write their copy, all of the information that I need. And then my clients know they can check in with me as they're going through those things. But at this point, unless there's like a very unique something about a business that I'm working with, for the most part, what I need to collect is pretty standard. So the forms cover everything and then nothing gets dropped. I'm a huge fan of automations. Automation saved me from myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. It is so true. And do you serve a specific like client and their journey? Or would you say like you get to enjoy all the different kind of industries out there? 
I work across different industries and this was actually, I'm going to, I'm going to do a shout out to my first business coach ever. You guys might know her as work well with Kate. And I had this debate when I started my business, I was like, do I need to say health and wellness? Do I need to say OBMs or VAs? And at the time when I was starting my business, there weren't a lot of web designers doing VIP days. So that was pretty unique about my process. And she looked at me and she said, your niche isn't what people do. It's more the psychographic side. It's how they think. And so when people reach out to you, they know that they're going to work efficiently. They know when you're working. They know when their website will be live. Your niche is people who like to work quickly alongside you. And that changed the entire way I thought about my business. That is such a good point because I remember starting my business and it was all about developing the avatar, like envisioning mm-hmm. what car they drive, you know, what kind of clothes are they wearing, like to those details. And I, I think that has merit up to a certain point, because mm-hmm. if you're just going to write to that one kind of avatar per person, there are so many other people that you could, you'd be interested in serving as well. And right. yeah. And I, I really have had that same thought over this past year of, I think that my person is more of a personality type than necessarily industry. So that's cool. I think there, there has been a transition that I've been sensing over the past couple of years, because when I started my business too, it was very heavily, what are the demographics of the person that you're serving? That's how you create your avatar. But the, I think the transition from demographics to psychographics is far more helpful, especially to new business owners than any sort of what kind of car do they drive and where do they get coffee kind of a question. (laughs) Those are valid. They give you more information and I'm not discounting that, but the psychographics are how you get into the nitty gritty and the mindset. And yeah, they, I think they were overlooked for a little bit. Right. And as a website designer, that's probably something you're looking for when you are intaking their, their information. Like what are the psychographics of the people who are viewing your website? Yeah, definitely. And so with my clients, it's it's really interesting because a lot of them tend to be early on in their business. And I feel like there's probably a good group of people who listen to this show that are earlier on in their business. So there's a struggle as a small business owner of, of having a lack of data, right? We're not these huge Fortune 500 companies who make a few hundred purchases and then have a really clear understanding of who's purchasing what from us, right? Like it just, it doesn't work that way. So there's a lot of assumptions that you have to make early on in your business. And the thing that I think is most helpful to realize is, yes, those ICA pieces are important, But the shortcut to that early, and this is probably a controversial statement, is a lot of times you are your own ICA. And I think thinking of it in that way, or maybe you a few months ago or a few years ago, thinking of it in that way makes it so much easier to understand the psychographic, the mental side of where your ICA is at. Okay. That is completely flipping the narrative. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right, because you don't have a lot of data to pull from. Um, we might have a few, but we just don't have a ton. And so you mm-hmm. you really are building something from scratch a bit. And just that is such a good point. I yeah. love that. So you really studied your client then too. 
Right. Because you study yourself. And of course there are exceptions. And if you're doing something that is completely outside of your life experience, then that statement doesn't apply to you. But yeah, a lot of times I find that my clients are targeting somebody who is similar to them. I certainly am targeting somebody who is similar to me um, mentally, if not demographically, but on the mental side of things for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a bit because I think mm-hmm. you have a fascinating perspective on a few things because you do websites. <laughs> well, thank you. You do. I'm really excited to dig into this because like you, you do the websites, you do custom websites. That is something it's like your bread and butter, but you are mm-hmm. starting to develop other things that is just really refreshing. And just as some, like a backdrop for the people listening, um, Becca and I have been collaborating and really digging deep together into what does it look like to market what she does in 2023. So this year, right. So can you share a little bit, maybe a whole story arc of what led you into really starting this journey this year? So, Oh goodness. How do I start this? So I told you all when I gave my little introduction that I've been in business about three years, a little over three years at this point. And one of the things as I started thinking more and more about business and specifically what we call, I'm doing air quotes here, the online business space, um, there are a lot of things that we are told as givens. And like, you have to do this. This is how you market. This is how you think about your offers, et cetera, et cetera. And I spent probably the first two years of my business listening to a lot of experts and I'm not discrediting experts, right? They're, they're talking about what they're talking about because they found something that works for them. But I think it took me a while to understand that they found something that worked for them and it may work for other people, right? That's totally fine. But I think we've at this point, in where this like online business space is, we have so many examples of success and a lot of them look pretty similar. And all of those people got there by experimenting, right? Especially the people who are kind of early on found early success in this online business space. And I wasn't doing that myself. I was kind of taking what I was hearing, applying it. It wasn't working. I was moving on to the next thing, but I wasn't really experimenting in my business. So does that give enough background <laughs> of how we got here? I think it does. It really paints the picture. I think a lot of people are in where you are just trying to figure this thing out and mm-hmm. you're just like, find somebody who has done it before and they know what they're talking about. And then it kind of become an echo chamber of very similar yes. uh, advice. And obviously it works, but you also have to make sure it fits you. So, right. so what was that uh, turning point? Like what what solution yeah. are you looking for? <laughs> so the turning point for me, I think was twofold. The first is my own podcast. I um, have a show where I talk about everything that bothers me and I bring on guests and let them talk about what bothers them. So having all of those different experiences and conversations helped to open my eyes to thinking in a different way about my business. So that was one part. The second part was uh, probably four, five months ago, I was convinced I had a marketing problem in my business. So I started meeting. I was like, I've got to outsource my marketing. Maybe I need an appointment center. Maybe I need a social media manager. Uh, So I started meeting with a few different people to try to figure out like, what was the solution that worked for me? 
And through all of those conversations and how Danny and I started working together, I realized I don't have a marketing problem. I have a business strategy problem. And when you can properly identify the problem that you have and the thing that needs to be solved, then you can start thinking about things in a much different way. So what I realized was I had an offer, but I didn't have a strategy supporting that offer, right? Like a lot of my leads in the past came from a referral network, which is great. And I think a lot of people hear how important it is to have a referral network, which it is. I'm not discounting that. It's wonderful to get to the point in your business when you have a referral network. But the problem with a referral network is you are waiting for somebody to mention your name in a room you're not in. So you have no control. So I realized that I needed a strategy that I had some element of control over. So that is what Dan and I have been working on creating over the past few months. Yes. Yes. And it's really funny because, you know, my background is social media management, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, that is the world that I live in. And what's really funny and something that I found as, you know, we are working together is that I'm actually really drawn to people who want to market their business outside of social media, which is just an oxymoron. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to make sense of that someday. Yeah. (laughs) But it's been absolutely fascinating watching you piece this together because you're right. Referral networks are great until they forget to mention your name or their their business changes and they no longer Mm -hmm. need your referrals. You are completely dependent on the people just mentioning you. And then how do we take that control back? And I think you really have a unique way in which you did that because, you know, you design websites. Mm-hmm. If you want to share what, what are you doing this year? That is just a little bit different that you've been doing. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of buildup to, to the grand reveal here. <laughs> we but... do. It's like, it's oh. going to be here. <laughs> oh, so basically what I decided to do is kind of have two different avenues for business for, for clients to find me in my business. That's a better statement. So the first of course is custom websites. And that is, and always will exist kind of how it has been. The second thing that I realized is one of the struggles that I have on the custom website side of things is that I work with one person one time because I do project-based websites And with Squarespace, I don't really feel the need to have kind of that ongoing relationship. People can come back to me for additional project-based things, but but they're not paying me to maintain their site over months or years. So what I realized is I needed to create a way to have specific relationships that I could focus on for the long-term while still maintaining the way that I like to work. And that was key for me because there's a reason I designed websites quickly. It's how I thrive and it's how my clients thrive. And I didn't want that to change. What I realized is to me, the answer was obvious. It was partner-based marketing. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Partner-based marketing. That's it. If not, we just okay. make up one. Partner-based so. marketing. That's what we'll call it. So ideally, I have a certain number of partners in a given year And the way that I've identified these partners is, again, it's a psychographic identifier. Um, There are a few different types of niches that fit into that. But basically, people who work with a few clients who 
know the business really well and the clients start saying, Hey, can you just jump into my website and do X, Y, and Z? Or, Hey, I don't actually have a website that reflects my business right now. Can you just like make one? Like, I know you're not a website designer, but can you just make a website for me? So people are getting those requests, which tend to be marketing strategists and OBMs and podcast managers are becoming my partners in this endeavor. And then what I do is I offer semi-custom websites. So they're template-based designs for their clients. So those template-based designs are customized specific for their clients in their business, knowing that one, the, the partner no longer has to touch websites if they don't want to. And two, they have a website that is not just kind of cobbled together by someone who isn't in the website world's day in and day out. It's overlooked by a website designer who puts strategy first and kind of checks those boxes. So yeah, partner-based marketing and semi-custom websites is kind of what um, the conclusion that I came to when I was trying to figure out the answer to what is my strategy. Okay. So explain semi-custom websites. Yeah. What does that mean? So basically what that means is that I create a website template. And I think when a lot of people hear website templates, they think, oh, okay. So I purchased that. It's a couple hundred bucks. And then I change it myself. And that is one version of website templates. This is a little bit different in that you wouldn't actually have to do the work of customizing the site. So for people who don't love the technology or their clients don't love the technology, uh, it's it's a really solid option. So basically my partners will help their clients with all of the prep work that we talked about at the beginning. And I will take all of that information and customize it for their clients' businesses so that they have, it's a template-based design, but it's customized. So the colors, the fonts are changed. And then the little design elements, you know, can be changed and tweaked depending on what makes sense for their brand and their target audience too. So you get the added level of the strategy, but you also get the added level of the design eye on something you're not having to try to figure out how it applies to your business. I love that. In fact, I think there's probably people listening to this and thinking, I need a website. I want you to help me customize it because (laughs) I think that is such a problem. You know, really any platform, Squarespace, Wix, you have the gallery of templates to go through Mm -hmm. and then you try to make it look good for your business. And then it just starts looking weird. Yeah. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Like things are just not looking or, you know, it doesn't look professional. And so I think that is fantastic. Well, and, awesome. and you also have the added benefit through this partnership that my copy form and the way that I collect copy and talk about copy matches the templates that I've created. So instead of trying to look at a template that you've purchased and think, oh, I wanted to talk about my about story in this section, but they have three boxes that are supposed to be my services. And like, how do I change the three boxes to be about? You don't have to do that kind of back and forth and making it work for you because the two pieces fit together. So that's, you just made me think of another benefit. (laughs) Yes. And you mentioned copy too, because that's a huge thing about the, the words you put on your website. And so do you also... I think you hinted towards this, but you have like a a way to walk them through copy prep work that kind of gives you all you need. 
Yes, I do. So, and, and it is pretty similar actually to the way that I walk custom clients through my copy. One of the struggles that I hear most often from my clients when they're thinking about preparing for their website is I just can't picture this. I can't see where it goes on the page. So I have kind of a video plus a form that makes it really clear, like how to think about copy, how to start picturing what it might look like on your website one day. And also it gives you kind of prompts for lack of a better word. So you know what to think about for each section, how to write about it and how a website designer would approach it. Now, granted, I'm not a copywriter and I don't claim to be, but I have had copywriters look at my form and and I've gotten some pretty good feedback. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of them. <laughs> good. Yes. Copyrighted vetted forms. Mm-hmm. And that is fantastic. And you are, you're serving the people who are just not quite yet there to pour the couple thousand dollars on the copywriter, but they, they still need that website and they still need it to be legit and, and good. Mm-hmm. And so you come along and bring on that support. I think honestly, the most important thing when you're thinking about copy for your website is making sure that everything is clear and simple to understand. And that's where a lot of people struggle when they're writing their copy without any guidance, because we're so deep in our business. We sometimes think things are obvious that aren't obvious, or we think everybody knows this, but not everybody knows that. So making sure to kind of bring it down and say, how would you explain your business to like a third grader or an eighth grader, or, you know, somebody who knows nothing about what you're doing, as long as that outsider person can clearly understand what you do, you're heading in a really good direction. That is such a good point. When I studied copywriting and the one thing they always say is cute and clever doesn't always work. Yeah. A clarity will always win the day. And so I think that's such a good point. And the curse of knowledge, that's something that I have been hearing a lot lately is that the curse of knowledge is, you probably heard this before, is that when you know all that you know, but you forget that the people outside of your brain don't know all of that. Mm -hmm. They have their own expertise. They have their own zone of genius, but how we talk about it to other people really does matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely an an important reminder. Uh, I have a lot of clients who are kind of on round two of their career. Maybe they've retired and they're like opening a consultancy and they are incredible, talented, super knowledgeable people but they don't want anything to do with their website. (laughs) So it's, I mean, that's a great example. I would trust them with anything. They're very, very, very smart, but this just isn't their world. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need everybody. We really do. (laughs) So you mentioned your podcast as well. And I know that coming into this new year, we talked a lot about your podcast Mm -hmm. and how to make that fit in with kind of, I don't know what you call it. It's not like your, your business is 2.0 version, but you're just stepping into, I think another level of your season right now. Mm -hmm. And so when, if we were to direct people to your podcast, what are they going to be hearing from you? Yeah. Well, first of all, I do think it kind of is business 2.0. And I think that's a natural progression. And we don't talk about that enough, honestly, like my business this year looks a hundred percent different than it did last year. 
and it looks a hundred percent different again than it did the year before. So I don't know what that says about me, but I think that that's a very natural occurrence and something that a lot of times we kind of are told, oh, you need to be consistent. And if you change your mind, it's bad or it's wrong. Or if you experiment too much, you're making a mistake, but that's a natural part of life and, and having a business. And I think denying that and acting like that doesn't exist does more harm than good, especially to entrepreneurs' mental states. So it is business 2.0. I just wanted to say that. Um, (laughs) But on my podcast, so speaking of my business looking different than last year, uh, my show had a very different intention last year. I was really riled up about this industry and everything that bothered me. And so the show really was an outlet for me to get those thoughts out somewhere. And as I thought about season two, I wanted to figure out how to maintain the spirit because I love those conversations and I think they're so needed. And I hear people tell me, oh my gosh, I've been thinking this, but nobody is saying it. So like, thank you. Um, So I want to maintain that spirit, but it needed to shift and be a little bit more purposeful and a little bit more intentional. So moving into this year, I am documenting the process of completely changing my business strategy. So I ended season one with an episode called Burning It All Down. Season two starts with an episode that is basically acknowledging that I did that and here's what's happening moving forward. So it's going to be documenting this process of finding partners in this semi-custom website offer. I'm taking you guys through kind of week by week and what I'm experiencing and how it's going. And honestly, what I've done is it's a big gamble, right? Any change is a gamble, but I want to make it so that other entrepreneurs realize that you can do these things and it doesn't mean it's not scary and it doesn't mean that it's either bad or good, but you can do these things and make mistakes and learn and continue to iterate and figure out what is best for you and your business along the way. So it's it's a massive story in, <laughs> in a year of the journey of changing my business. <laughs> yes. What I love about it is well, I love many things about this, but I I love the fact that you are taking people along on a journey and it's not a, I'm going to tell you what I did. And then I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, there's going to be a day when you are going to be there and you are going to have that story, but you're saying, I'm yeah. going to invite you into this with me and let's just learn together. What did I say? It's like almost like a reality television, but it's like a reality podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. And y'all credit where credit is due. This idea came from Danny. And I, when I heard it the first time, it was like a new light and it was shown <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm super excited to hear feedback on season two and how it's going. And I think it's really it's going to be really interesting to be able to tell a story about a business. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that we're often given the opportunity to do. And I don't know if y'all can tell if you're not familiar with me, but I'm not afraid to say when I mess up, I'm not afraid to say the reality from my perspective of a decision or a circumstance or something I'm observing. So I am really honest. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, there, there will be no secrets and 
it's a, it's an honest take of everything that's happened as I've made this transition. And so that is my plugin for everyone to go hop over to Becca's podcast. You know, you can, you can go into the backlog and kind of see where, how it's going, because I don't know, I have this feeling that this is an awesome time for people to enter your world. And I'm, I, I just want to say this before we kind of start to wrap things up a bit, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you are a VA OBM podcast manager, or you just work with clients that are at that mode that Becca's referring to, this is a fantastic time to come have a coffee chat, collaborate with Becca, because I have a gut feeling in a few years and not saying Becca will ever have a closed door policy, but I think you're going to be at another level where it's, it's going to be a little different looking in a good way. And so like, this is like people's opportunity to become part of the story and just join Becca. And I, I just encourage everyone to, you know, it's in the show notes, just go down, find her. <laughs> she is one of the best networkers, coffee chat people ever. As everyone knows, I always encourage people to just be really collaborative with this podcast. So yeah. Well, you thank, thank you for saying that you're like bringing tears to my eyes. Um, I I'm definitely really excited about what I have been working on recently and where my business is going. And I love coffee chats. I'm, I can't even tell you guys, like when, when Danny says that, like, seriously, please reach out to me because coffee chats are one of my favorite things. They give me life and just meeting so many people from, you know, different types of businesses, different walks of life. I think it's one of the best things about being an entrepreneur. So definitely reach out and yeah, go, go listen to probably bothered and let me know what you think about all of the choices I'm making. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Give us feedback. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's so true. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited to see where this will all lead to you. So that's awesome. Yes. All right. So Before I let you go, I have this one question I ask everybody, and it's actually one of my favorite ones. Now, if you listen to the podcast and it used to be, what are you learning right now? Mm -hmm. But I recently switched it up to what is inspiring you right now? Like what is, what is giving you life? So what, what is inspiring you right now, Becca? What is, what is that thing? I think what is inspiring me is the relationships that I have been working on recently, working on building. What's the reason? Yeah, I think, um, I think both applies. You can yeah. work and build, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it took me a while. I, I've always heard throughout my business journey, I've heard of people saying that they have biz besties and uh, I think it took me a while to really find my group of people and I feel like recently that has really fallen into place. The way that some of my closest business friends have helped me think through this new offer, like I would like to say the genius is all my own, but really having that support and having all of those different minds help me and give me different perspectives when I say, I have this random idea. What do you guys think? Do you think that there's any merit? I've never seen anyone do this before. Um, I I just think having that community that is 100% there to help each other like learn and grow. And I would do the same for any of them, of course. Um, that's what's inspiring me is, is the people who see that anything is possible and 
really support you when you go after it. Yes, I absolutely love that. And it does take time to find your people, but when you do, it is so good. Definitely. It is so good. It changes everything. And you have people who have like different perspectives and they they bring up things you never would have thought of mm-hmm. before. And when you think about it, when you have that tribe and you have your people, your biz besties, you go from walking to like running so much faster. Absolutely. Okay. Here's a question though. Some people might be thinking mm-hmm. because they might be new at this. How do you find your biz busties? Ooh. Like your biz busties? <laughs> <laughs> your busties. Uh, so how do you yeah. how do you find your besties? That's a really good question. And I I don't want to say, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's easy, right? Because you can be like me and love coffee chats, but every person you have a coffee chat is not going to be someone who turns into one of your like ride or dies, go-tos kind of a thing. And that's okay, right? Like that doesn't mean there's anything like bad or negative. It's just maybe not somebody that you just kind of instantly click with. So um, I think for me, it was continuing to put myself out there, which was really hard at the beginning, especially when you're not sure about yourself as a business owner. You're not sure about your offer. You haven't had that many clients yet. You 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 feel like there are a lot of reasons not to put yourself out there. And I recognize that. And I really didn't start doing that until a couple of years into my business. So I don't have advice on how to do it earlier. But I think trying to challenge yourself to be open to new conversations and new people uh, is step one. And then once you start having a few of those coffee chats, the simplest thing that I that I do on every single coffee chat is I say, hey, based on what you've told me about your business, based on your goals, is there anyone I can introduce you to? And I'm always happy to share my network. And a lot of times in return, People ask me the same question right back. So one coffee chat turns into two or three other coffee chats just like that. And Mm -hmm. that has made all of the difference in me meeting more people. And the more people you meet, the more likely you are to find those few that you're going to click with. So, yeah. That is so true. That was the thing I learned early on too, because I remember the first time that happened to me, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in a coffee chat they asked me that question and it was just like my brain just like opened up to like, oh my goodness, that's such a good question. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that is perfect. Well, I mean, let's be honest when we're networking and this, I don't think this is a negative thing. I think it could be perceived as a negative thing. Uh, but when we're networking, we all have a reason we want to be meeting people, right? We want to get something out of the conversation, whether it's a new contact or a different contact or telling people just about us and our business in general and hoping that they'll spread the word, that there's an intention going into these conversations. So for me, it's really refreshing to just lay that out on the table and say, I want to help you. I would love it if you want to help me too. And this is the best way. And you don't know what the best way is unless you directly ask. So I think it's refreshing. It is. It is very refreshing. Okay. You said you had a book. You want to just quickly name drop your book because it's probably amazing before we go. So recently I read the 12 week year and the whole premise is that we have so much time and in a year and we think that we continue to have more time. So we don't really act. So the premise is that you take what you want to do in a year and you try to do it in 12 weeks and suddenly your time becomes very precious. And that 
started this whole transition for me into really thinking about my business and my time differently. Yes. I read that book too. It was, and they really break it down to like the very detailed levels. And so it's not like just that philosophy. It's like, okay, here's how you live it out. So yeah, that's a good read. All right. So I think it's pretty clear that people know what to do, but how can they find you? Like, where do you hang out? What's the best way to contact you? Yeah. So I like to hang out on TikTok. Awesome. (laughs) But my username across, I think everything is the same. It's I am Becca Simone and my website is beccawood.com. So feel free to reach out however you're comfortable and I would love to meet you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was just wonderful. And I am looking forward to someday you look back on this episode. You're like, oh, remember when we did that? (laughs) So I'm so excited for this year. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. So you know what to do. Go to the show notes, book a coffee chat with Becca, or better yet, book a discovery call with Becca if you need that website done. And I am just so excited for all the new connections that you're going to make by not only reaching out to Becca, but all the people she might bring into your world, because that has definitely been the case for me. She is a fantastic networker. Well, hey, thank you for listening to this podcast. I am honored every time I see a download. It is so cool to build this community with you. One way to help this community grow would be to leave a rating and a review preferably an Apple podcast, but Spotify is also pretty awesome. And I would also love to connect with you as well. I would love to get to know my listeners. So if you want to book a coffee chat with me, I mean, just, you know, hey, fill your calendar. Why not? (laughs) My link is also in the show notes. Well, hey, I will see you next time. Another discovery call.